0: Welcome, everybody, to this week's Science Metaverse podcast. My name is Keita Funakawa.
1: And I am Steve McCloskey.
0: Cool. We got a cool show today. Well, uh, the first story that, that we'd like to talk about, uh, we'd like to pour one out for Population 1, specifically for the Quest 1, is now yep. deprecated. And so you know that is, uh, well, it's it, it's, it's, aim- going,
1: it's going to be. Like, it's in the process of, of being deprecated. It's um, being but, yeah, buried the, the as devs. we speak are not going to be supporting in the future. So it's an interesting move where you're basically not supporting older devices, you know, older uh, mobile chipsets. I mean, it happens all the time in the mobile world, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're already on Quest 2 right now, and Quest 2's been out almost two years. So um, Quest 1 does feel a little bit ancient, like Docula's Oculus Go, um, you know, lost a lot of support after a while, and, you know, it's just, that's a really ancient device. Yeah, you know, uh, things like the DK2 or you know CV1 like um you know the old school desktop base like those still work and I think the um the Quest still works with desktop. But um yeah, you know I'm sad population one. I don't know if that's indicative of like other creators not supporting uh you know older generation headsets, but we'll see.
0: Yeah, a lot of new yeah. stuff. Yeah, well. Coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know it's it's a metaverse for a lot of people yeah. and Uh, that device was, you know, I still, I, in many ways it was like the iPhone moment for standalone VR. Um, and it's, you know, sun's sun is setting on that one.
1: They're already on PSVR two coming up. Like I'm pretty excited for that. Like PSVR one feels kind of ancient and you know, the old consoles feel ancient. So it's kind of like, yeah, got to upgrade your chipset. Um, yeah, quest two, still a great headset. I think that that's going to be a a go-to for a while like it just seems like there's a lot of developers for it um i think that's gonna last pretty long but i I think it was a pretty good run from the quest one uh still probably has some time to go with most developers but eventually uh you (laughs) know you got to move on from from older gens yeah yeah um yeah so you know we're looking
0: forward to population one being supported in uh you know future headsets and uh i think it's only a matter of time i mean i was just we were just talking about how we even support the uh, Quest 1 still, you know, if you download it from App Lab. But I guess the question is for how long, as you mentioned, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. We need to, we need to ask Sam. Uh, we also should look at probably our metrics and see how many people are actually using the Quest 1. Yeah. Um, well, I think there are some enterprise you users. Reach out
1: to us. You know, if, if you're on the podcast and you're still on the Quest 1, you know, reach out to us. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure we could, uh, you know, gather some, some like, we'll, uh, feedback, we'll buy but. you a
0: $400 quest 2 I'll make you that promise right now. If you reach out to, if you're listening to this right now and you reach out to us and you tell us that you're using a quest one, first off, send us that log so that like, you know, we, we know you're not messing with us, but second off, I'll personally buy you not personally,
1: but on behalf of the company, I'll buy you a quest 2 You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> cool thanks Kata. it's a great offer uh yeah definitely a major upgrade there to go over to the quest too. you know I low <laughs> price point 199 refurbished uh like lowest gigabyte model from the uh, 64 oh my, gig for that yeah it was 60 it was when they were like deprecating that and going to like the the bigger you know 128 gig and um yeah, it was wait, wait wait refurbished or refurbished?
0: just like old stock refurbished okay uh, so it is slightly it was
1: refurb but like you know 199 for a quality VR experience like that was crazy that that was a good buy I think it's still a great buy at the 400 um yeah at the 500 I guess if you have a lot of media which I, I don't um <laughs> mostly nanom stuff yeah. you know um yeah 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 it's still great headset for 500 bucks bigger price point but you know inflation's happening CPI came in you know it was under the last month barely yep. by a yep. <laughs> so, yeah so Slight, slightly uh, yeah interesting how they'll probably you know, decrease the price point you know like have some sales like it gives them more wiggle room there
0: what if uh at connect later this year of which we have no information about but what if connect connect later this year mark zuckerberg's like "JK, never mind
1: we heard you here's oh, the price we'll, we'll decrease reduce it back and it was just like we just I, I, I mean that would literally be transient inflation i don't know if that's gonna apply to the universe but i'm um, sure yeah I guess. let's find out we hear you j-pow um yeah, j-pow <laughs> <Jay Powell.
0: laughs> all right we'll stay
1: out of it's kind of stagnating we'll, we'll we'll see
0: yeah oh man i just i can't Wait to have this podcast with with uh, act, like avatars that have facial expressions because uh, oh we'll get man, there I we'll get like... there we
1: we are very early in the science metaverse today Kato <sighs> soon soon
0: well speaking of very early the next story here is about a uh, major uh, chemical database uh, investigates hundreds of suspicious crystal structures mm-hmm. an unprecedented. The number of crystallography database entries are undergoing extra checks amid fears that they're based on fabricated data. Now, this actually comes off of the story that we shared last week about the Alzheimer's research. Now, I'm not sure to what extent this is actually, you know, causal, but more just, you know, purely correlated. Uh, but, you know, like in general, the the scientific... Uh, Community benefits from these types of checks, right? So, um, the Cambridge uh, C- Crystallographic Data Center, CCDC, a go to resource for chemists seeking information on crystal structures, is reviewing almost a thousand database entries after research integrity salute flagged the underlying scientific papers as potentially coming from uh, paper mills a business that sells fake scientific papers to researchers who need them for their CVs wow wow so it's like not just the fact that they were fabricated they were actually like a product of a business yeah. that makes these fabricated one which is even more crazy yeah, uh, um, terrible. but
1: uh, we, we, we've talked with different um, you know the protein Data Bank, for instance uh, about about this, this problem of people depositing structures that just aren't true and you know it, it could be for a variety of reasons you know maybe you want uh, something on your CV and you pay this paper mill and then they publish a paper or whatever um, or, or maybe you are the you know, grad student that's just you know being a little bit optimistic about thinking that your ligand that might very obviously not be there might actually be in the pocket and you know like these things happen Happen. And you need to have validation from third parties and people in the community um, that could verify this. And, and so, yeah, I'm kind of you know curious how, how all this uh, data got in because w- what's very interesting now is um, different structures that might have been deposited incorrectly. You know, what if those were used to train different, um, you know, yep. AI machine learning such sets. as yep. you know, machine learning stuff to to Learn how to yeah. fold protein structures based on like you know bad information. Yeah, then it's just garbage in, garbage out. Obviously, you yeah. got to curate, and like hopefully the curators of these machine learning um, algorithm data sets are actually going yeah. into VR and verifying, you know, objectively. Like, hey, like does this all make sense? Like, did the human fill out these coordinates in a way that is is good, or, or are they kind of guessing here? Like, really got to get down to the bottom of it. So. Come the Science yeah, Metaverse, no. check it out, figure out what's going on.
0: You can you can probably review them in Nano. Um exactly. Actually, on that note, you know, we talk, we were just talking about guests that could appear. I think Gre- Greg Critchlow from the RCSB uh, PDB, who's the bio curator there, you know, he'd be a, a mm-hmm. cool guy to just kind of you know chat
1: casually about this kind of stuff. I'm sure he'll he'll have a lot to say about it. Definitely. I mean, that's you know part of his job, right? You know, curation of the database. That's. You know, this is uh, CCDC needs to improve, right? And and this is them doing
0: that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But yeah, um, you know, I think what you know, we talked about this last week about kind of this problem in the science uh, scientific world, and um, you know, I think that like. We were just talking about how rare it is that these types of checks happen, um, and so it's really good to see that you know these types of checks are happening um, actually just within uh, the this community of uh, you know three dimensional molecular data um, because I think this also sets precedent right for other databases to be more diligent going forward. So um, yeah, really good mm-hmm. good to good to see that.
1: Definitely. all right we're, so um, and, you know, decentralized databases and and you know sort of how you know the whole dci movement is um you know should be aware of these things as they're you know we're building infrastructure for that so um yeah like i'm i'm excited to see you know, what happens with the centralized databases with the shared databases obviously getting more public data out there is good um and there's a lot of supporters like the rcsp protein data bank that yeah really want to see people use these structures in a meaningful way but the data has got to be good Yep. yep. The
0: last cool. uh, story here is kind of a, a little bit of a self promotion, but we want to talk about this, this is because uh, it oh, yeah, it's quite quite big news. Yeah, it's it's quite big. If there. you haven't seen our blog, if you haven't seen our blog, we have a new blog titled Hot New Plugins for a hot new summer. Uh and uh we yeah. have um several really awesome plugins uh that is um already available today if you use Nanom. Um, that allows you to use, uh, kind of just, you know, one is actually just, you know, pure eye candy, uh, high quality surface generation that includes ambient inclusion, which you've never had before. And it's kind of, histo- like, uh, I would say it's groundbreaking because uh, it supports all-in-one devices such as the Quest 2. And you can get ambient included molecular structures in, um, you know, all-in-one devices, which... Which is which is really cool to see. So we have, uh, I think, four plugins. Um, one of them just being a minor update to an existing plugin. Uh, but yeah, Steve, what what did you want to say, at kind of high level about these uh, new plugins?
1: Yeah. So you know, a lot of people talk about like cloud-based VR, and they're like, oh yeah, when like five G, sixty, and like VR enter the cloud, it's going to be so much better because like you could run all this compute off of the the device, right? My, my qualm with that is like just the you know the head movement and like the refresh rate in terms of like the millisecond lag with the input um like doesn't make sense but but the way that we're implementing it again you know to plug our own plugins um you know is, is just doing cloud compute for rendering these beautiful beautiful surfaces um and, and and then sending some light packets of data down to the user um or, or using the cloud compute to run sophisticated Chemical calculations, um, and then sending you know the the output of that data back down to the user. So it's still using the onboard graphics processing in order to you know, really keep up with the frame rate and and the millisecond lag input uh, when you turn your head and not make people sick. Uh, but it takes advantage of of cloud compute and and gives that to the user. You know mostly through Wi-Fi and, and things like that. But um yeah I'm, I'm excited. You know we've wanted higher quality surfaces and and definitely had to um, come up with some creative solutions to get it onto the standalone devices
0: yeah uh, so that i mean high quality surfaces is one of the the new plugins so we got uh an update to the chem props plugin chem pro- chemical properties plugin we got high quality surfaces uh we got a su- new superimposed proteins plugin which we'll talk about and then lastly we got the data table plugin so each and every one of these are actually really cool um, the chem-, chem props one is is somewhat of a minor update, but still, uh, you know, st- uh, significant improvement nonetheless. Um, and then high quality surfaces well, 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 again, so, we, as we know, mentioned.
1: Uh, uh, about the the chem properties is um yeah, I've talked with a lot of people um you know just about like Lipinski's uh, rules of five and like the med chemists are like yeah, back of my hand like makes you know we we all learn this, but the uh, other people outside of, like, being a medicinal chemist, uh, not everyone's familiar with that, even if they're an expert in other, you know, parts of, of biology and biotech. So, um, you know, yeah, um, you know, the, definitely, like, having uh, molecular descriptor values, um, you know, for those, uh, you know, all makes sense to have, you know, all of that. Um, you know, hover descriptors to just show what everything means, such as, like, you know, going over molecular weight. Uh, or mw and seeing that it means molecular weight um, everyone having you know custom colors for these properties and and being able to like visually sort of um, you know interact with the uh, the chemical properties so yeah yeah you know, it's it's all really great stuff the feedback that we've been hearing from the community uh, a lot of medicinal chemists that you know want to want to see these types of things and, and here it is like you know it's summer hot off the presses hot from global warming you know this is a <laughs> quite a hot summer and <laughs> yeah uh check them out you know really great really great uh chemical property plugin
0: yeah so uh and then um the high quality surfaces um uh is uh, the ambient inclusion one that we we're talking about it's absolutely stunning you have to check it out so please um if you you know if you use nano um like turn on these high quality surfaces you can change the color. Um, it like feels like you know the sp- like what we like to call splunking through the uh different caves of of uh, uh the surfaces of the molecules i mean it does feel quite quite surreal um
1: and uh, and how the light bounces off the surfaces and stuff um, <laughs> any other piece you know it's just like uh kind of this like beautiful object i could hold on my hand i could blow it up to the the size of like this this walk-in installation and you're just you know seeing all these cavities and, and and little grooves where molecules could all fit together. Um yeah, I I, I love it. Um really great plugin. 10 out of 10. Yep. These are all getting, you know, 11 out of 10, 10 out of 10 like solid plugin list. Um yeah, a really really cool plugin.
0: Um and then uh the next one is actually an iteration of our old RMSD plugin which is still an uh, a plugin but um really it's not just an RMSD plugin because uh you know what we're trying to do is superimposing plugins on top of each other as a whole and so that's why we updated this name to be the protein superimposed plugin um and uh I think that you know the we're, I'm very proud of the team for- Oops! uh intuitive the uh kind of the user interfaces and the overall flow of how easy it is to you know pick two proteins and superimpose on uh, top of each of them um it's a lot more obvious i think than kind of the legacy uh rmsd plugin that we used to have um so um and then you know you could use it to align the full protein or just the chain um and um uh, stores the rmsd tables from previous runs for easy comparison. So being able to see, you know, your previous calculations and comparing them is something that we can also do now, uh, which is awesome to see. So, um, yeah, Steve, have you gotten to try out the uh, Superimplos plugin?
1: So I, I um, you know, learned to use the old RMSE plugin and, uh, you know, got used to sort of the, the pre up of selecting like the exact uh, number of matching residues that you're, you're comparing with the algorithm. Superimpose kind of handles all that for you uh so much uh much better flow in terms of using the plugin yeah it's uh, it's a lot easier have you gotten to use it uh no i was
0: just looking at the and uh, i was Looking at the, uh, you know, I I don't have a scientific background, so I looked at the menus and just the menus alone, I think speaks to just like how much simpler and more obvious it is because I had a hard time um, trying to wrap my brain around like how to use the Armistice plugin when it first came out. And this one, I mean, I'm just looking at the menu. I'm like, okay, I know what to do, right? Like... (laughs) um exactly. so uh i mean that alone speaks, speaks
1: volumes yeah, yeah it's intuitive yeah you could do the rmsd which is just you know kind of grabbing the proteins and, and putting them on top of each other in vr you could do the superimpose which is kind of the next you know that one that one superimpose that does it um or the rmsd which is like compare sequences like select all similar sequence residues and only those ones um, and then deselect the other ones that have gaps and then run the RMSD and set up the parameters there. It, it was a more complicated setup for sure. Superimposed yep. should be a, a lot less of a headache here.
0: The last plugin here is the data table plugin. And this is uh, the first of its kind because it combines the power of our web browser and the plugin system stacks at the same time uh, and it's so... It, it's really, really awesome. And it co- it has chemical properties. It has 2D uh, chemo- chemical representations. It has different plot graphs. It has a spider graph. You can have all kinds of different graphs. Um, and it's like a very flexible... I mean, I just definitely makes it feel like you uh a much smarter interface when you use Nanom with this plugin uh because and then you know you could pull up a bunch of different ligands from like doc results or like manually you know uh sketched out ideas and then you could compare them and and their properties and like see the graphs and stuff like that um it's a really really cool plugin um so um, something to, yeah, just, uh, I th- and I think that we're going to start to see more and more plugins that, uh, are going to be able to leverage both our plugin system and our web browser. And I think it's just, that's just going to be, uh, really awesome to see. So, um, so, yeah, just, uh, I'm really excited about this plugin.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, a, a step up from, you know, analyzing chemical information on, a Uh, you know, the old, um, what do you call it, chem properties like preview type of list. Um, You know, this actually gives you a a lot more information and and sort of, um, you know, plots out the uh, multi-parameter optimization uh, of, you know, each of the compounds and how it sort of stacks against the others. So, yeah, I I think that a great plugin, like, you know, we definitely uh, can keep leveraging uh, the stack system, you know, the plugins stack uh, in conjunction with the the web browser and um, I even you know different um, you know cloud compute systems that are that are running it so it's yeah I, I think it's a big step in the right direction and I'm really excited to uh, you know get some feedback from the community so you know please download the latest uh, plugins get in touch with us
0: yeah I mean I think um you know, huge shout out to also the team too, both the the core dev team that made the plugins uh, system possible as well as the the NX team that has made a lot of these plugins um, and of course our application scientists and and product uh, managers that have helped all make this come together um, you know I think uh, on the note about stacks being called stacks right like the web browser now is now could be a part of your stack uh, or web apps and stuff like that right so it's uh mm-hmm. it's cool to see but cool um, so those are pretty much all of the major stories um, this week. Um, next week, we're actually going to have a um, podcast. Uh, we got permission from Disk Engine. We did a joint webinar with them and we got permission to share that webinar episode as a podcast episode. And uh, it's really cool. One of our users at Novartis, William, talks about, you know, some of, uh, you know, how they've used Nanom and, and how useful it's been and things like that. So uh, that's going to be a really awesome episode next week. And then we'll be back the week week after so thanks so much for tuning in and we'll see you uh, i guess next week or the next next week
1: yep cool well thanks everyone and we'll see you in the science metaverse